So thank you for letting me interview you. I really, really appreciate this because I'm just a messenger. But until unless people gave me an hour of their time, there's no book, there's nothing. Okay? So the first thing is, why do you want to do this interview? Ah, good question. Well, I for me it's an opportunity to 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 inform and to build another another facet to this dream, this this idea that I have to to con to continue to grow the to grow ombre as a as an idea. Okay. Right? And to transmit that to others by every means possible. Yep, that <laughs> makes sense. And I thank you for your honesty. Yeah. How would you define a maverick? Ah. Well, a maverick to me in a business in a business context is somebody who is breaking boundaries. Okay. Who is changing people's minds by doing something that that wasn't thought of before or breaks breaks the the given parameters of a of the, the, the set ideas about behavior or how something works and goes, No, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. And and I've done that pretty much, you know, instinctively. Okay. Without really trying through my whole life. I wasn't I never tr never really tried to be different. Yeah. Um but I really I realized that unless I was actually leading a team, I really didn't want to be in it. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> In a way, and, and I, that's I, I exactly. always challenge authority. I had I had an instinctive desire to challenge authority. Okay. And I think maybe that's my Scottish heritage. Okay. But, okay. but instinctively, I you know if if there was a if there was a set confinement of behaviors or rules. By the way, I was always in things that required that. Right. <laughs> kind of like to be in in those kind of structural settings, but in a way that uh, I wanted to know what they were, and then begin in my own kind of arrogant way, if you will, or yeah. <laughs> not, not, not destructively, but through some, through some uh, uh, desire to stretch the boundaries, is to kind of go in there right. and kind of push and push and push. I was like that through my childhood. I was like okay, I'm going to ask you some questions on that, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I think you've answered the next question, but I'm going to ask you it in case there's anything you want to add. Why do you think you're a maverick? You've described, you've uh, defined one. And you've said some of the things you did. Is there anything else you, you want to why? add? Why? Why am I a maverick? No. Why do you think you're a maverick? That's the definition. So these bits... Well, I think I do by comparison. By, okay. by the actions of others. Okay. The non-actions of others. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I go, well, why... why, why you're, and this is why my, my optical tile system, to me, is I, I was so lucky to kind of grind through them all of the... All of the uh, um, uh, uh, um, confusion and mm. chaos, which was part of it all as well. But ultimately, I realized that this is something that is so primarily simple, yet has so so much interest and value that can be complicated. It can be uh, uh, mirrored and reflected so many different ways in so many different styles, and and, and appreciated by so many, so many, uh, or or manifested by so, so many, many different ways of being. So to me. I've actually done the thing that I've always wanted to do, which was create something that is confined. There's nothing like the control of light in terms of like behavior, a controlled behavior. Okay. There's nothing like light. I mean, that's Isaac Newton. Yeah. All yeah. of the major. That's the, all, that's all the all science. Of the science, yeah. science part of it. The science part of it is like, is how confined can I make this and okay. then stretch that boundary? Boundary. Out. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. The London School of Economics actually developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. You just need to say true, <laughs> false, can't decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Very true. I am much more productive than other people. Ah, I can't say that absolutely. Okay. I have very unusual talents. Yes, absolutely. I'm generally underestimated by people. Yes. Oh, yes. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Well, in my fields, yes, I think I do, actually. Excellent. Why do you do things differently? I don't know if I have, if it's a choice. I think it's an instinctive kind of... I feel it in my gut, and I and I just trust it. I okay. trust like, it, and you know it's been borne out. The longer I've actually lived, and I'm now sixty three, I've had this reinforcement 
I've had this reinforced oh many many times. Okay. Decisions I've made or instinctive uh, directions I've taken mm -hmm. seem in some way I uh, I don't know why I'm doing it. I mean okay. I I have an idea but I don't have a specific goal. Okay. And okay. Then, and then some for some reason they it unfolds and I go oh that's why I did that right. five years ago okay. ten years okay. ago. Okay. Can you give me an example of what you do differently? So something you actually do differently. I look out. I, uh, I'm outside the box all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm in my waking conscious experience, day in and day out. I have a third, what I call a, um, a third, uh, like a, a second attention right. to, to 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 reality. Okay. I think I'm noticing things that others don't notice, and I think ultimately that's why this technology of mine is what it is. Is because okay. I'm, I, I, I was, uh, I'm, I watch, I watch and pay attention to things in a different kind of way. Okay. They mean, that common things mean different things, things to me. Things to you. Thank you. Is what you do equated to the bottom line or something else? It's got nothing to do with the bottom line. What has it got to do with? The top. <laughs> the top line. To me it's... So explain it, to me the top line. To me it's, it's a, it's about the, the breadth of my conscious experience. Mm -hmm. How big can I make it? Mm -hmm. um, how much? Uh, how much space can I occupy? No, I don't. I don't mean my ego. No, I know uh, it's not your ego. I mean, I mean, how much? How much reality can I stuff into this experience? Okay. Wonderful. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? Uh, um, you mean autonomy, meaning? Control over out of outside control? No, or? autonomy as in when somebody doesn't have autonomy in their life, they're like mm -hmm. they're bound to, they have to do a nine to five, they have to do this. Oh, I'm completely, Com you know, I'm not, I'm not bound by any. Uh, okay, so is being a maverick to do with that so you can I have that so. in your I life? Think absolutely. I need that breadth of freedom, I need that room to move. Okay. And, and, um, I constantly, you know, I, and therefore I kind of bump up against edges all the time. Right, we'll get and to I'm used, it. and I'm used, I'm used to that. Okay. Actually, I don't feel I'm doing anything unless I'm, I'm making some yeah, noise. Right? Definitely. <laughs> Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets, uh, and if so, what are they? Yes, they do. Yes, it does. And the only reason I can identify any of them is because I, I think that I, I have them inherently. Okay, so what are they? Well, you, you've got to be good. You've got to have a talent. I, I mm -hmm. believe you've got to be good at something. And something that you don't even know, you didn't even know you're good at, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know when I got into the film business that I could actually sculpt, I, uh, figure right. sculpting, model figures, and 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 actually make really good creative decisions about how things needed to be made okay. to make something work. And uh, and then not on a creative and a, and an artistic side, but also at the same time a technical side of well, we have this. Um, we have this immense problem of how to make this scenery work. Yeah. And we know that we've it's been scripted by this. The idea is storyboarded, and we we see this, but we don't know how to execute it, mm. and we don't know how to actually get the visual effect that we need out of it. Well, I found that I I could actually, with not much work, come up with you know workable solutions. Right. So I began to trust that, and I think that's something that that a maverick or anybody that that has the ability to become one. Needs to kind of have at the ground at their at their core. They really okay. have to have a, a self belief and a, and a trust. Yes. And maybe the arrogance too, uh, yeah. to to kind of go, I'm going to do that. And and <laughs> I, I I've never when I went into these meetings in the film business and I worked with really big companies mm -hmm. like the biggest in the world and some of the best filmmakers in the world. Um, I go into meetings and 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 they say, well, can you do this? And I never I didn't even have to think about saying no because mm. I never did I never said no no because there's I think solutions come not from sitting still and contemplating figuring it out on paper and then applying that that's not the rule to me you have to a solution is is uh, comes by engaging it in motion Definitely. motion is the key you have to be willing to take this the first step to find out where the second mm. third, fourth because are. if you said no you've already hit the brakes haven't well, you yeah. Yeah, you already said no to yourself. No, self, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. hope that answers. That's that. really well put. Thank yeah. you. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Remember, we're in the field of maverick businesses, so. Well, getting getting support and getting you know 
convincing others that your crazy idea is not so crazy, mm-hmm. right? But and and convincing them in a in a tangible, you know, um, uh, understandable way because ultimately in business you're trying to get you're trying to convince somebody to give you money. Of, of <laughs> course, somebody, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Or you're out of business. Yeah, and I, I and I've got to be honest with you. I don't think I'm really a business person mm-hmm. per se. I think I've learned a lot in the last ten years, mm-hmm. and I can make good I can make good business choices, mm-hmm. but. I think, and, and, and I've had the good luck, and I think maybe that's part of my maverickism, if that's mm-hmm. a word. <laughs> we can make them up as we go along. I think oh, I yes. have, and this is, this is a part back to that core uh, belief and understanding of your abilities mm-hmm. and, uh, and talent, is that I think one of my talents is that I can actually convince other people that yes. this is not a crazy yes. idea, and we can actually make money from it. That is actually a very powerful skill to have. What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick? Uh, um, I will, I'll, I'll tell you that if, if somebody tells you that they're, they're not afraid, then they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've faced fear in the face quite often because I didn't know what the... Well, I've, I've reached... A, you know, there's, there, was, there was no definition to the, to the or forms to the next step. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I had come to the edge of, a, of an abyss and didn't really know if I took the next step if that in that you know that you know the yeah, yeah. you know the Indiana Jones movie oh where, yes where he, he he's got to cross the gap and oh, know, but he, can't, yeah. he can't and when he takes the first step the stone appears yes. and the next stone appears well, that's a really good analogy yeah and I think that's a common that's a common one I think it's it's quite it's archetypal yes about risk ta- risk, okay. risk taking and I think that's it I've, I I always I got to a point that's the difficult point was always and when I knew what if I had to sell my house to keep this business going like would I could I and would I take that step yeah okay you know that's yeah. the financial side of it has is, is been the, the riskiest the side thing I've had to yeah. take yeah. that makes sense what aspects of your character influence your maverick approach well you've got to know what they are I guess first to be able to mm. answer that and I, I um I my character I is 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 it nature or nurture I mean, mm-hmm. it comes down to one of those types of questions it's is your character something that you developed? Mm. Is your character something that you were given yeah. by your parents? It's probably both. Okay. Right? So which bits of your character, like, are there certain characteristics that you think, yeah, that's definitely oh, I think, the maverick thing? I think I have a good sense of humour. Okay. Uh, or I can, I can stimulate others by breaking the ice through, you know, witticisms or, or informal kinds of... Uh, um, um, Engagements. Okay. And I think that's it's something I've actually learned about myself over time. I don't think I, I had, I did not definitely did not have that as in my youth. Okay. But I, what I had in my youth was was gumption mm. and about about. I always, I was on teams like I said. Um, I was a rugby player, and I'm not a big, I'm not a big person. Okay. But I, was, I was a captain of the team. Right. And okay. I think the reason I was is because I actually led by example. Mm-hmm. So I would take risks. I would, and I can actually strategize on by mo- on the field, mm. and and keep the team um, kind of cohesive by all by by interactions, personal interactions. So I think characteristically, I had that as a gift. Okay. So, and I think I think I I've been told, and I, it's not something I experienced yeah. for my uh, of myself, is that I I have a passionate way of communicating. You do. And um, I think that's probably something that, that yeah. is obviously in it. When I met you at that um, Innovation Lab meetup, um, there was a man on fire about what he was doing and what he produced, and I really, I, I'm drawn to that. Well, I and think that's maybe yeah. why you invited me into this. But also the idea, thought yeah, the idea was completely yeah. unique. Yeah. yeah. So, touching on what you've just said, do you think, are you born or bred a maverick? Uh. Like I say, it's, that's that's a hard one because mm-hmm. I don't think there is an answer that's black or white. I think it's it's somewhere in between. It's a fuzzy, okay. it's a fuzzy it's a fuzzy blend of both. I think I think um, and I think you probably you're true and you've, you've you I think you've observed this and others you know, that were mavericks, but or, or had a good idea but that weren't mavericks. Yeah. Right? yeah. So maybe there's the there's uh, there's something that comes from both sides to make that okay. true. Okay. You know. I, so do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you oh, being yeah. a maverick? So give me an oh, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in Glasgow, Scotland. Mm-hmm. 
I immigrated to uh, Victoria on Vancouver Island mm -hmm. when I was two years old. I realized not too f not too far into my in my early life that I had been I had been given an amazing gift, and that was to move from a place of urban misery. Mm -hmm. Right. Although my parents weren't, no, no, no. you know, they were yeah. they were kind of middle class type, mm -hmm. anyways. But um, moving to Victoria was it was a, a gift a child could could not have been a better gift given. Mm -hmm. I grew up with in a in a beautiful physical environment in a beautiful cult, uh, a, a beautiful climate. Um, it was on the ocean. I could walk. I when I was five years old, I could easily meander ten miles in the city. Okay. And and find all kinds of things to play with and do and come back home for dinner. And there was no, my, my parents didn't, they weren't worried about me. No. It was just the kind of place it was. And in many ways, it, Victoria is still like still Okay. Like so I think that, and being in Victoria, and it was kind of, it's a very, you know, we're talking about the the 50s and the, and the, through the 60s. Um, there was a lot of things going on in the world. There was the Korean War, the Vietnam War, there was all the political unrest in the United States. Vancouver Island was an island. It was protected. Right. Right. But we had we had the benefit and the influence of, of some of the things that were going on in the world. So, right. So it wasn't I, we were not disconnected. Mm. But we were insulated mm. as children. And I think that had had a lot to do with the experiments that I, I took as in my child my childhood, which I could always go further. I was never limited. I was always able to go right go across the street, down that block, over that hill. And find and find. Oh, I never knew that was there because it was a, it was an inlet. Right, which is exactly very, what you were saying with your ideas. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Right. So maybe there's something, you know, I was ne I was never forced into confinement. Yes. To say, oh, that's too dangerous. Yeah. Or the, or or you can't go there. You know, that's you know you you know this. Oh, these are your the boundaries of your neighborhood. You can't go right. outside here. Or you, you know you'll be attacked by another blah blah blah. What a. Yes. You know? No, no, no. It was just it was just open. Hill over hill, okay. um, uh, um, uh, inlet over inlet. I, this isn't one of the questions, but I need to. I just want to yeah. ask you this: Did you know that connect, or did you, the fact that you had you had no boundaries as a child, and that now impacts on you having no boundaries with your ideas? Had you ma made? I had that made the connection. Not till just now, I think. But <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. But I realized that since your question was directed to the, to, mm. you know, any experiences in childhood. Yeah. And there were things Very that I powerful. there were things that I grew up doing. Yeah. Um, that that. You know, your who you are is always a reflection back of of what what your experiences are and the experiences of others of you, mm -hmm. right? So I found that as I went through my teens, and uh, that I had a I was I was very athletic, mm -hmm. and um, I always played sports really well, and I always played above my divisions, like in in, in right. soccer or basketball. Okay. These other things, and um, so I remember. I remember, you know, work always, always um, uh, playing with older, older boys and actually okay. competing, competing with them. So right. I always got the feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good you know, at this, I, yeah. And I can, and I can push. Wonderful. We touched on a little bit of this, but how is your enthusiasm, drive, and energy related to being a maverick? How is it related? Mm. I th I don't know if it I think it is mm -hmm. the drive. Right. I, I I don't know. I can't I can't really think of separating the two or how to how to abstract that into okay. a, into a into a an answer that would be descriptive enough to to separate. I don't know. Okay, so are you high energy, low energy? Well, I think I'm high I have I'm a high metabolizer. Okay. No question. I think I have a lot of of cerebral activity, yeah, right. Um, I don't think I get it quite enough exercise these days. Right, but I, I've always been physical, you know, very physical. Yeah, and I think that feeds into. Okay. You know, the question again was. It was, was you know, it was about your energy. Oh yeah, well I think I think you're personally I experience my energy is is high. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. How do you see rules? Rules. Yeah. To be, to be, to be stretched to the breaking. Okay. <laughs> because I think rules, rules are, 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 They're good for two things. They're 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 good for, 
for the need to describe something, mm -hmm. but at a at a point, and I think that's I think that's what I, I'm uh, I'm continually um, um, surprised by um, is the is the the confinement of 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 rule based structures in society and, mm -hmm. and even science, which have li that really limit and purposely so mm -hmm. for various kind of invested interests. Yes. That so rules are rules are structures that really keep things the way they are, mm -hmm. and I think therefore they need to be they need to be stretched. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular uh, trigger where you went enough? I'm there was exactly a trigger. So what was I the trigger? I tried to play. I tried to play by the rules. Okay. And when I and I did, I went through. I, you know, I was doing all the right things. I I I started this. I started the company based on the strength of the feedback I was getting mm -hmm. about its. It, it's it's potential success. Mm -hmm. I created. Uh, I went to and created patents for it, which are now all all been issued mm -hmm. around the world. Um, I started the company. I began an investment. I had an investment company. I uh, assigned the the ownership of the technology to a company that was owned by shareholders mm -hmm. or was being was being developed to be uh, owned by shareholders. I found shareholders and friends and family. Mm -hmm. I was going through this all of the the prescribed steps to to form to form a technology company. And as I went, um, the speaking of rules and and the reinforcement of of, of structures. I went as far as getting into business plan construction. Mm -hmm. I had consultants in business that were advising me and mm -hmm. helping me write the write a, uh, the, the preliminary of a mm -hmm. business plan. And then I got into a, an entrepreneur comp competition in mm -hmm. Vancouver. Right. Just, just stumbled into it. Okay. Had no intentions of actually doing it, but somebody recommended that I that I do this. Okay. So I did, and I won. Wow. <laughs> I had, it was a business plan. It was a business plan competition, and actually, in the end, I didn't have a business plan. I had a fucking good idea. Yeah. And the and the the mentors and everybody that's in, I actually got I was one of three yeah. out of like 160, so it was first, second, third, and I was one of those. I, I I didn't actually win first, but they told me if you had had a business plan, you would have won first prize. Right. Okay. So that was the trigger. Well, what happened? No, the trigger. Okay. The trigger was what happened. After that, I was I was hounded by invest uh, investment capital capital invest investors because mm -hmm, they could see the dollars. They could see the dollars, and it was just before two thousand and eight. So, and I hired I hired an MBA right. and uh, as a business manager, and he started the process of of helping to finance the company through these invest investment banks, angel investors, institutional investors, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right. and venture capital. Okay. And the more and more I got into this, I. And I was trusting, and I was just going. Yeah. Oh, this is a great idea. This is every, surely yeah. this is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a slam dunk. We're, we're, yeah, you yeah, know, we're going to yeah, have a no problem with this. Yeah. But then, the through, in, through internally, there was there was um, um, uh, sabotage, from from some of the some of the consultants that we had that were that were trying to use the typical. And this turns out to be a strategy with yeah. venture capital. Okay, you've got to kill the inventor. You have to kill the inventor. Because the the and get his ownership out of the formula to move the company forward in a strategic way to make money, because ultimately it's a platform to make money. Yes. They don't care about they don't care. They don't about care about it who is, it came from or where or it, it is came or from, what it is or whatever. It's a formulaic process. Okay. That was the realization in my mind, and I went, "Holy shit!" So what did you I've, do? I've been bamboozled. I fired them all. Good for you. I got rid of them all. And then what I did you do? Fired the board. Yeah. And actually, I had some pretty powerful guys on that board because yeah. they thought that my thing was going to make them rich. Yeah, I get that. Right, gutsy move. And they they didn't understand what I, they didn't understand my business. They didn't understand me. They didn't understand what this technology was capable of. They just wanted to promote it to a level, get a bunch of you know, run it up the IPO flagpole, and then t profit take and and then move on. It how all and all had to be done in two years, right? So when I realized this, I mean, it was a gutsy move, and it, I, you know, about fear and, and standing at the edge of the abyss, I had to. I went down to a to a, a lawyer's office downtown, and they all were in there, the whole board, and I was there by myself. And these guys were like, "We're talking about the CFO." Yeah, yeah, I get it. He was the chairman of the board, and I and I and I put him there because I thought, "Well, we need we need a guy that's we need you know, some, something yeah. like this." And in the end, he he knew nothing. He was he he was going to destroy this company and me along with it. Because because of the, what they were trying to do, so yeah. I just said, 
I've got to ask you to step down and just yeah. leave me alone and give me back my company because yeah. you're destroying it. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't know. They could have just squashed me like a bug, mm. right? But I stood up and said, no, mm. this cannot happen. Yeah. So just to go back a step, that yeah, yeah. The, the, entre Fascinating. The, the Entrepreneur Award was the worst thing that could have happened to me. Right. <laughs> because it set, it set the tone for the next year and a half. Right. To the way the business was. Instead of us actually building the technology, we were building a we were building a business to to as a corporate as a corporate structure. Yeah. I think the way I would describe it, okay. And you know, they were seeing a yacht. They were seeing their next next yacht. They were not seeing what this could do no. to change the world. No. And as I, and as I've seen now and I I have this perspective, I see that everywhere. Yeah. Well, look at look at look at what goes on in, in the financial world. Yes, and the exactly. Banks and Wall Street. And, I mean, it all kind. Of, and interestingly enough, all of that unfolded right at the cusp, right at the heels of this happening to me. Right. And so I had a I had a kind of like a, like a, a forced window into you know experiential window into right. what had happened, and what you know, and just how the how the world is structured and how how you know, criminal it is. Yeah. Thank through. you. That is such an amazing. Yeah. What an amazing example. Are you always a maverick, or do you mm. choose to be so at times? Uh, I'm, it depends on what, what I'm doing and where I'm doing it and who I'm doing it with. Okay, right. <laughs> so my next... Go on, sorry, finish. No, I, I think, I, think I, I come off the platform or off the, you know, off that, that horse... Mm. And I am I I can be simple. I can be very lazy. I can mm. be I can be kicked back and and I think that's part of the West Coast kind of mm. you know lifestyle is that you know having stretched boundaries you need to take rests exactly. occasionally and get and get off the horse and and let him rest too. Yes. Sort of thing. So I think I do that comfortably. Okay. So do you turn the Maverickism dial up and down? Oh. So, for example, in this situation, mm -hmm. I can be as I can stick this on to full. In this situation, I think a five. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I have. I think I have a good uh, uh, level of judgment when it comes to that because I deal with a lot of, a lot of very high level um, negotiations with uh, with companies and yeah. you know, all over the world, and they're not. And I think I have an instinctive understanding of, of what to say and how much to say of it. Okay. You know, I think I've gotten better and better at that. And I realize that's another gift or talent that I have is to kind of, you know, it may take me half an hour to write 10 lines in an email, mm -hmm. but I've, I've carved, I've sculpted that email yes. to say the right thing. Yes. And so I'm kind of, okay, I'm dialing it to this level. Mm -hmm. And then at other times I can be just like, Brah, yeah. I, can say, I can say brash things and I can say, you know, we can do this and we can, you know. Yeah. You know, I think I, I think the higher up the higher up the food chain, the more I tend to, you know, just be a little bit careful about how if if I'm answering the question. Yeah, no, 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 you done. are. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Now, when you're doing this up and down and this switching on and off at times, is that a conscious or unconscious decision? I think it's conscious. Okay. I think it's conscious because I realize I kind of I can feel myself analyzing the, you know, men mentally analyzing the. The situation I'm in, and what is the proper behavior, you know? Okay. I think though, at the core of it, though, I'm I'm confident to know that they already they already want what I've got. Yes. Right. So I don't have to I don't have to be the I don't have to be this, you know, yeah. animated character. I can kind of I can dial it down to a more kind of like sublime level. Now let's do business. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> what are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Well, it's all about risk, mm -hmm. um, and I think risk equals reward. And, and, and unless you are a member, you're never going to experience either, right? You, okay, so it's, a, it's an advantage in the set. So am I hearing this right? It's an advantage because mavericks are okay to take on risk. Yeah, Is that what I, you just yeah, said? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I, think, I think you have to... I, I don't think you could even use the term maverick unless it was in the same sentence as risk taking. Okay, okay. So that's the advantages. Yeah, well, one the, of the okay, advantages. Yeah, um, and then there's the you know I'm I'm not a I'm not a wealthy person, mm -hmm. so I think in a way not 
I think that's kind of had to bootstrap, and there's the risk of losing everything, mm -hmm. right? A failure. Okay. The risk of failure. Okay. I mean, there's no there, what's there, there's no risk unless there's the risk of failure. Failure, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the risk you're taking. Right. So I think it's a it's a twofold thing, and I think to some advantage, I've I've been I've become more a maverick because I didn't have the resources at my fingertips to right. make this. Right. Okay. You know, at the beginning, I wasn't. Yeah. My family wasn't wealthy. I didn't have a rich uncle. Yeah. yeah. You know, I kind of I failed to make the business. Yeah. Conform it to the to this to the shape and size to yeah. make it consumable for a investment, a okay. capital investor. So I kind of said no to that, and yeah. you know that was a that was a risk. Okay. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach to business? And if so, how have you grown? A any experience? Age and experience. Age and experience. Oh, yeah, I think I touched on that earlier. I think mm. definitely. I think as I've, as I've gotten older, I've definitely become wiser. Mm -hmm. And I think it's tempered my, you know, where I, where I take risk and how much energy I put into things. Right. Okay. Because I think I spun a lot of... You know, spun my wheels quite a bit, and you know, at the early stages of this. Okay. So I would just, I would just, kind of run around madly, you know, doing this, meeting that, you mm. know, and, and running around Europe. Mm. Honestly, you know, yeah. I, honestly, and when I remember in the early days, I would be in London. I'd have four meetings in a day. Right. Like I'd meet, I mean, Nissan, Nokia, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all these. And I was just, and then I'd get on a plane and then go to go to another place and do exactly the same thing. Okay. And I think it was necessary, and I think I'm glad I had the energy mm. to do it, but yeah. I feel that I'm more strategic with my energy. And okay, energy. Yeah. okay. Yeah. What aspects of your business are you most mavericking? Oh. I think it's, I think it's uh, the research and development. Okay. Um, I think I have to, because of the nature of business, and this is something I've gotten used to by, by my failures and, and mm -hmm. whatever successes I've had in it, is that it's, it's a structure that really has to, it has to, be, has to be built inside their box. Mm -hmm. There's no way outside of that. Yeah. So, but I feel that the, um, the excitement and the, and, and the, the expandive, ex, expansion uh, of my ideas is always in the technology. Right. It's always where, where and what I can apply this to next. Okay. What aspects of your business are you least maverick in? Oh. I think it's fundraising. <laughs> yeah. Hands down, money, all the way has been the top yeah. answer. Yeah. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? Ah. I don't have a home life. Right. <laughs> I mean, when I say that, I don't have a partner. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't have a life partner, uh, and I and that was a conscious decision mm -hmm. when I decided this about ten years ago yeah. that um, if I was going to get anything done, yeah. I was going to have to I was going to have to pair my all of my outside activities, including mm -hmm. human interaction on a on a, on an intimate level with human mm -hmm. beings mm -hmm. to a certain level. I mean, mm -hmm. if, they, if I was going to be intimate with human beings, it was going to be to develop this idea, mm -hmm. right? So I think I I my personal life is. It's about balancing, and, uh, and now, I've, since I'm getting older now, I feel like I need to balance the energy I, I output and the energy I input. Definitely. To, in the don't write that one off yet. Man with your energy uh, and what well, you're no, doing. I, oh, no, honestly, yeah. I don't. Definitely. No, I don't. I don't write it off. I Definitely. just feel that I'm at this place where my personal life really can't be separated from no. what I'm doing. No. However, there are ways. There oh, are definitely yeah. ways. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Off the record. <laughs> Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Oh yeah, I definitely believe that. What's the legacy? Um. Well, not not. It's not ego. It's not something I want to be left with a name attached. But it, you know, I mean, I, it probably would be if it was successful. When um, it is successful. Yeah, when it's successful, I I would say I would say that. It's one of those high level, you know. Legacy dreams is to make the leave the world a better place than you arrived in it, right? Wonderful. And I think this technology has a capability of doing that. I think you're completely right. And I would like to, I'd like to impart that through various other means as I get older. I'd like to teach and I'd like to explore that, lecturing and, and mm -hmm. just give I give people the idea that look what I did. This is this this wasn't that exactly. earth shattering, but look what it look what magic look, it created. Yes, definitely. So how much of anything of being a maverick is related to giving back or paying it forward? 
Oh, I think quite a bit of it. And I think I'm dr in the background that's something I'm conscious of. Right. And actually I'm involved in that right now with my alma mater here in, in Vancouver, okay. my university. Okay. Right. I'm involving, I'm being involved in a, in a, in a project which is really based on the fact that I'm, um, I'm alumni yeah. and they appreciate what I'm doing and I'm saying, well, it's going to take up a lot of my time and, yeah. and, and energy. I'm not going to get much out of it, at least in, in immediately. Mm -hmm. And so, I, but I feel like I want to give that I want back. to do that. Okay. Yeah. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business today? Oh, I think it was um, financing, my, financing my company on okay. uh, you know, the biggest risk of person, personally financing. Yeah. How long have you been doing this company? I incorporated the, the um, intellectual property company that owns the, in, the, the, the technology in 2005. Okay. And uh, it was then I started to raise capital. Okay. So how many projects have you done with Umbre oh. in the last five years? Oh, if you included everything I've done, quite a few. Oh, oh, in various in various industries. Okay. Architecture, automotive, fashion and design. Yeah, um, the ones we saw yeah, when you yeah, were... Product okay. Design, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful project then for you? Oh. Happy client. Mm-hmm. Right? Happy happy build team. Mm hmm Happy licensing part manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Happy... And, and the feeling that, that, that this has succeeded in my dream of, of um, creating, uh, creating a, 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 an aspect or a view for someone to see, to see a surface of a, of, a, of, a, of a building or a piece of clothing or an automobile mm -hmm. that engages them in a way that they, they don't understand immediately. Okay. And pulls them further into it. What it is, it's more. It's more like what is it I'm seeing, and asking themselves. It's it's kind of an engaging. Yes. It's kind of a conscious. It's a it's a self-reflective question about what is it I'm seeing. Yeah. I think that's what. If I if I do anything with this, I think that's the primary the primary okay. win is that I've taken somebody out of out of that that conceptual box and yes. asked them a question. Ask them. Ask themselves to ask themselves a question. Yeah. You know about. What is it, and engage them in, in that okay. answer, okay. And, and ask and get them to think about the world in a different, different way. Different way. Okay. So, of the ventures, of the projects that you've done, according to that definition of success you just gave me, mm. what percentage are successful according to that? Oh, I think I'm. I'm I think it'd be arrogant to say hundred percent, but I think I'm pretty close. Awesome. I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever failed at, at, okay. at succeeding at engaging, okay. gauging someone's uh, perceptions and their and their wonderful uh, their 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 mind and about what what it is they're they're seeing. That's the beauty of I think yeah. this technology, is that it does that. And primarily that's well that's what I wanted it to do. Okay. I developed this while I was at university. Yeah. And I and I actually academically got into the rigor of of trying to understand what it is that people see when they look at things. Things. Okay. It's only arrogance if you can't deliver. Ah. James Bond walks into a room, okay? Yeah. Nobody Daniel ever says Craig he's or arrogant. Sean Connery or doesn't Does matter. it really matter? <laughs> We're talking about Bond here. He comes in, he kicks ass, he saves the world, okay? But nobody thinks he's arrogant because he always delivers. That's true, yeah. yeah. Somebody told me a long time ago it's only arrogance if you can't deliver. <laughs> What leads to successful execution of a project for you then? You've said what success yeah. is, you've said they've all been successful, but what, what, what is it that makes that happen? Well, first you have to engage the, the imagination of the client. Okay. You have to get them on board. You have to, you have to, it's like, it's like a magic show. Okay. Right? And there's, you know, there's the, the three or four stages, you've seen the movie, what's it called, the reveal? Uh, um, you know, the one where they had the, uh, the one that, uh, oh, what was it called? Oh, it's a really beautiful film. But anyways, there's these classic steps in the, in the magic act. Right. Where you engage, how you engage the audience, right? You, you, you confuse them. You show them something they don't understand. Stand. And then you, sh then, you, then you show them how that, how that is actually, you can do things with it. They, they still don't understand. Stand. And 
ultimately the, the thing that, that I do that you don't do in a magic show, you reveal the trick. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Next question. What did you do, Rod, that makes the venture successful? What are you mm. bringing to the table? I think it's the, it's the art. It's the art, which it is. It's, you know, it's easy. That's the beauty of this thing, is that I'm not trying to sell a piece of software. I know. Right? <laughs> and I can open a portfolio and show you just fantastic images and yeah. show you videos of how this thing works. And you go, well, how is that happening? And I think that ultimately it's the art that I bring and, and the, this is something for me. It's, yes. I, didn't, I didn't hire a programmer with, yeah. to do this and create this abstraction of an idea. So it's, it's quite easy for me. So I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing that unique, that unique yeah. artistic I actually think you're a it. fascinating combination, okay? Of, you know how they say art and science, mm, right? Mm. I met you in that room, and you're one of the few human beings on the planet that I thought, oh my God, he's got art and science like this. That's what I picked up mm. about you. When a venture or project is unsuccessful, mm. what would you consider is the main re- are the main reasons for failure? Uh... I, they, they're technical. Usually okay. they're technical. And they have to, they have to do with uh, cost-to-benefit ratios. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff. That kind of stuff. And I think that's the only reason. Because I know from my experience in these different fields I work that I can light the fire in a designer mm-hmm. in just about any, any field. Architecture, right. automotive, fashion and design. Okay. Fashion and design. It's very, it's very... Because it's a new play toy. It's a, play, it's a new It's thing. a new medium. And anybody that's that's what in, say, anybody that has that, yeah. that, that, that vantage yeah. point of perspective is going to go like, I've never seen this before. Yeah, what and can it, I do with this? Exactly. Yeah. And there's, you can't shut that off. That's part of, that's part of your, your, your makeup as a human yeah. being. It goes right to your brainstem. Yeah. You know, your visual cortex is transmitting mm. electrical energy, refreshing it over and over. With, that's what this system does. I've mm. taken a little bit of neuroscience yeah. you know, perspective yeah. and it's, it's refreshing it's continually every time you move it and every time you take a different angle it's, the colors changed or, the, or the, now it was positive now it's negative and all of these kinds of things are, are, the, okay. uh, are the way that um, it, I think that it, it, it keeps its refreshment have I answered the question? yes you have mm-hmm. answered the question as a maverick what are you afraid of? Oh, not having enough time to see this through to its ultimate goal, or okay. ultimate goal, and um, just not having enough money to make this what it needs to be. Okay. Enough energy. Let me put it that way. Okay. You know, energy a nutrient, in whatever it needs. Shape. It, it, yeah. It needs more nutrient. It needs to. It needs to cell cell divide based on that nutrient. Okay. Right. And to get it to the get it to the because I'm a, I'm not a megalomaniac, but I don't think small. Yeah. No, uh, I, I get that. And. Uh, I was I had I had the benefit I had the, the the good luck to be in in the film industry for for almost twenty years solving these these technical problems flying around in helicopters to, uh, and using helicopters as sculptural tools or yeah. scenery yeah. building you know like a hammer yeah you know, and a chisel like so I I've never been limited by by the the that gave me such a perspective on yeah. what can be done from okay. a, from an idea. Okay. So I've, I'd like to continue to be able to apply that. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Geometrically, it's almost like, geometrically multiply it. Yes, you know? I can. I completely get that. It's exactly the same as this. This is how big it could be. Yeah. Am I going to be able to get it there yeah. and do as much good with it yeah. as it could? Exactly. And I, I understand. I can see the pain point there. <laughs> how important is team to you as a maverick? Oh, it's essential. It is... I'm not a programmer. I'm not a computer. Actually, I'm a bit of a computer phobe. Yeah. You know, a technology phobe, if yeah. you will. But I, I, I think I, I think that's, that's the, the, the beauty of the perspective that I have is, is that I actually can see the value of somebody's abilities, mm-hmm. and I've had the good luck to meet a, a range of wonderful people who become ignited by this idea. Mm-hmm. I've got people who've been working with me for almost three years, and they've never been paid. Other than some ownership in the company, right? And they're very smart people. Yeah. I don't. I would never have been able to execute any of this okay. without a good team. And I learned that in film as well. Okay. I, I had. I had. And I in had, some ways, it's, yeah, yeah. I had crews of a hundred people working yeah. on three different 
multi-million dollar sets. Okay. And unless I unless they trusted me and they believed in my, what I was uh, choosing to do and the solutions that I had and listened to them, I think that's the key for leadership. Is is that is that you 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 have to pick a good team instinctively, but you got to let them do what they're good at. Yeah. Right. Which takes me nicely to my next connect question. Does being a maverick actually affect your approach to leadership? I think it gives me a bigger perspective or a bigger I can I can hold the bigger picture and I can weigh I can weigh out the advantages and disadvantages based on on um, uh, if if the maverick if the maverick in me is is being able to hold hold this this structure coherently in in a, in a way that I can execute enough of its demands and hold it hold it together with the team um, and communicate continually communicate the big picture mm -hmm. to people who are doing small parts of right. what needs done I think that's a coherent I don't know if that's an yeah yeah question. it's a it's a way of how you know you're a maverick so are you leading like a maverick or are you leading like you know if you're a maverick do you th there's ways of doing leadership so uh, there's certain skills that you will use well, there, yeah and there's there's things and I go I, I, I say no yeah Instinctively, I know that okay. that's not something we should be doing. Doing okay right? because of X, X, Y, and Z. Okay, right? because I have this bigger picture, and people will go, "Well, let's go down this road." And I listen. I've got lots of consultants, yeah. and I'll say, "Well, no, not right now. That's not what we need." Okay, this is what we should be doing. We have this, this to do, and this kind of thing. Okay, so yeah. keeping that big picture. I think. So, next question. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? <laughs> um, somebody said something to me once, and I've, I've always kept it in mind. Um, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. It's really <laughs> funny. The last person I interviewed said exactly the same. Okay. So, that's, there you go. I, don't, I didn't need any permission. I was given the permission the minute I was born to be whatever I wanted Right, to so can I ask you another question, which isn't part of this, but I just need to get this concept clear in my head. Did you give yourself permission? Ah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I did for a long time, because I didn't have the, con I didn't have the confidence I felt. I, was, I had to build my kind of arrogance. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't born with that. Okay. At, at least um, enough to kind of have the, you know, the... The, um, the energy to say, yes, I'm going to do this. Okay. And when I did, it was easy after that. Mm. You, know, you know, when I left film, I, I realized I, I had such a good time. I mean, I, it, was, it was like the best job in the world. Yeah, was, I can imagine. It was the biggest sandbox that a guy could actually yeah. have. I had yeah. so many toys and so many people to do what I wanted them to do. Of course, we had to work within the confines of yeah. what the movie, you know. But um, there's always some constraints. But I, th I felt that I had, I, I had the, the, the good fortune to kind of be um, able to just make decisions. But when I decided I was done yeah. with film, I just, I just put my tools in my, in my, in my truck, yeah. and I got in, and I said, I won't be done. back. Okay, yeah, <laughs> well, that makes sense. Is being a maverick related to creativity? And if so, uh, how? Well, I think you have to be to be a maverick. You've got to be driven by a creative, mm -hmm. a creative idea. Okay. Um, or 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 something, and I'm I'm sure mavericks are driven by. Um, um, Richard Branson's probably he's driven by, uh, um, you know, um, or or Steve Jobs or somebody. They're they're driven by by an internal, you know, mm. creative fire. Okay. You know, and can, that could, I think that creativity can be depending on who it's burning in can yeah. take on whatever. Okay. You know, shape or form that. So, how does that then connect with innovation? How is being a maverick related to innovation? I think you, I think it's essentially, um, it's it's the fuel that burns in the maverick. Okay. I really think it's it, it's the it's innovation. Innovation is really the mental space that that a maverick lives. Okay. And it's emotional. It's not just mental. I think that's the I think that's the drive. It's it's a yeah. fundamentally an emotional drive. That manifests in the mind, and I think that's the fuel, the innovative fuel that 
that my Maverick burns. Okay. Just to... Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now you're making, I love interviewing people because I learn, you're learning, it's two-way. It looks like it's one way, but it's two-way. Uh -huh. And I'm sitting here thinking, that would explain why an MBA never lit my fire. But if I was this, then I did an, I did a, uh -huh. have a master's in innovation, not a master's in business. I think there's a lot of, mm. a lot of um, professionals in the world that succeed fantastically that are disconnected from yes from their their emotional drives mm. they've taken this they've made a mental choice that for some abstraction some arm's length abstraction that, that this is what they need to do to make money or mm. this is what they need to, to satisfy their grandfather's desire mm. for yeah or yeah yeah, yeah yeah whatever it is yeah mavericks tend to be learners ah, mm. what are you a student of ah ah good question I think I'm a, I'm a student of the human the human experience. Okay. And I think that's ultimately what my technology yes. is. Yes. Yeah, that would tell you. And uh, that's what I studied. I literally studied the the whole perceptual sensor sensorium of, of experience. The body the body and the mind are, and yeah. together are are a point in are are conscious point in time space. Of course they are. That's why when you see somebody who's really fit, you get goosebumps. Yeah. Because the two are not disconnected. Yeah, no, we're not disconnected. I, I'm totally a believer in, in uh, uh, of the quantum philosophy of, of consciousness. Yes. Yeah. It's not local. It's entangled. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, and um, 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 it's simultaneous. Mm. So Definitely. There's, there's no subject object here. You know? no. no. Do you draw on other mavericks in any way? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I modeled. I don't model. Don't. I don't have heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I see the success of others and, and want to know why or how, mm -hmm. you know, what happened to them that gave them that edge and that, yeah. how they managed to, to, to uh, create, create what they've created. Right. So, is there someone who's a maverick that actually inspires you? Oh. I can't think of, there's, I don't have a, I don't okay. have a list of heroes. That's fine. You don't have no, to. I, I listen and I, and I, and I try and learn mm. uh, from lots of different sources. Okay. And I see people doing wonderful things. And, but other than that, I don't What do you have to suffer or sacrifice because you're a maverick? Oh. Well, I think I mentioned the, the personal, mm. the personal yeah. aspects of pretty much being a, a loner. Mm. I think that's kind of my style. It comes up, that word comes up a lot. Yeah. And... Um, I I th I think that's the sacrifice is that maybe I'm not being able to share the beauty of what I've created mm. or, or the ideas that come to me in the yeah. day, you know, walking on a beach with a partner or, or yeah. you know, or, or having a having a, a child or a, uh, a close relative, close someone close to you. Okay. Like I don't I I have friends and relationships, but I it's not something I'm bound into like a yeah. like a like a, a team or a gang. Mm. You know? I'm just not that type of person. Okay. So I think that's a bit of a sacrifice. Yeah. What motivates you as a maverick? I think it's the vision. The the dream that 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 to to continue to manifest this this thing, you know, in in all its possible forms. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are? And what you're mm. capable of. Mm. It's completely related. It's all. It's what it is. For me, it is. I mean, it's a, it's a consciousness building experiment. Right. I really feel that. I mean, and it was. It's always been that kind of inquiry for me. That's the beauty of art for me. Yes. And I think I was very lucky to discover that, and and be able to use art as a as as a kind of like a internal examination tool, like a. I like I was exploring my own pers perspective and experience, mm. and I, I I did that through many many mm. um, iterations and changes in my life. Okay. When, when I was married, was I have I've been married. I was married for ten years when I was very young, and, and um, it was it was the desire to explore myself through my art that mm. kind of compelled me or, or took me into new levels. Each yeah. level, okay. it was that that kind of. The security of it was—it really was a bit of a security blanket for me. Mm. Just, just knowing that I had this—I had this wonderful vision or view—not mm. not a vision, but a view. Mm. 
uh, of interactive, you know, non-identity. I, I, I didn't go around. The beauty for me in university was that I began to disassemble name, the name structures of, mm. of experience. So it became just raw, raw energy, mm-hmm. raw phenomenon. So I, I began to realize that, oh, this is, this is the compelling thing that pulls me forward in life. Right. It's just this opening up, continually opening it up, opening it up uh, every day, every hour. Okay. And so it's kind of, it's, yeah. It's kind of special. Yes, yeah, it is. Do you like being a maverick? <laughs> I wouldn't be anything else. <laughs> is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any uh, way? Freedom has a lot of responsibility attached. And I think being a maverick is, is the ultimate freedom. Okay. Because okay. You know, you know, I, I make my own choices mm-hmm. and I follow through with them. And um, I succeed or fail on those choices, yeah. and I think that's the that's again it's the risk reward aspect mm. of being. And Maverick describes that. Yeah. You know. On a scale of one to ten, how Maverick are you now? You've done this interview. Where would you put yourself? Oh. Well, I know Richard Branson or Steve Jobs. Not in comparison to anybody else, but you. Well, I think I I think I've succeeded in the confidence level of mm-hmm. what's needed to be. Um, I still think I've, there's a there's a few boxes that I haven't ticked. Okay. So maybe I'm. I think I'm. Uh, in a few years, I might be able to say, ninety percent. Mm-hmm. But I think now I'd have to settle for about seventy. Seventy. So seven out of ten. Okay. Out of 10. What advice would you give to somebody hmm. who feels they're a maverick, so they can be the best maverick they can possibly be? What would your advice be? Oh, never say no. <laughs> How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? I think by example. Okay. How do you promote and serve yourself? Oh. I think a belief. I have a, I have an inherent belief in what I, who I am and what I'm doing. And, okay. and I think that's just core to my ex- experience. It's not like I... I had great and severe, massive doubt mm-hmm. uh, throughout my entire life. Yeah. But for some reason, there's some energy or power which has taken over. And, and before, I do, I, I have suffered depression, but nothing clinical. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I get down, and, and I and I get pissed off, and it lasts more than three days. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I have done with this. Yeah. Boom. Next. <laughs> What's your biggest ambition right now? Oh. Well, I've got a lot of technical things on my mind particularly mm-hmm. right now. Um, um, so there's there's those solutions. I think I'm very close to solving them mm-hmm. by this recent this now this trip to Europe should see see some benefits. So I'd like to see I'd like to see the, the company and the technology um, become uh, um, I wanna walk into a I wanna walk into a a, a, a a Ferrari showroom, open the door and see my technology on the dashboard or on the upholstery. I want to walk in. I want to walk down the street of London, and look up at a building and see that that it's covered with this technology. Okay. Or, or or walk, you know, go to a fashion show in Paris and see that see uh, uh, a dress or or a suit or yeah. a handbag or something. Like that. Okay. I mean, that to me, that's a, that's what I'm. That's striving. Striving yeah. for it. Okay. I mean. I mean that's kind of like it seems to me small potatoes in a way, in a way but ultimately that's the, the satisfaction is the is acceptance. Yes. When you know you succeeded, when your your ideas are are. Su- yeah, somebody's bought into your somebody's concept. Into that's what. And it your is. bank account shows that too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Mm. Oh, interesting. I think flying would be, would be my favorite. As a maverick. What do you do for fun? Oh. Arrange a meeting with Lotus Cars. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. I'd be going for that. Going to see Lo- uh, the designers at Louis Vuitton in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, uh, 
I don't know, sitting sitting behind the steering wheel of a Lamborghini. I, mm. I mean, these are just things yeah. that to me, I, you know, but they they fulfill. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they have. So for fun, did you say what I do? Yeah. what I do for fun is like work, <laughs> if because that's to me is all is all work. Well, what does Branson say? Work is play, and play is work. To me, there's no okay. Final question. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Oh. If anything. I can't that Billy, I don't know about that one. I think you've you've asked a lot of really good questions. Okay. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna switch the recorder off. So thank you for letting me interview you. I really enjoyed that.